the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The market in 2023 is forcing investors to be buttoned up and review their financial portfolios like never before. Trusted friends of the Todd Stern Show, Legacy Precious Metals. They can help to advise you on the best options to invest in gold and silver, which both provide stability in times of market crisis. I know this company well, so speak directly to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals by calling 866-528-1903 or download their free investor's guide at Legacy PM Investment. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starks. That's us, that's right, I love this American Hello, everybody. Uh, happy, happy Wednesday to you. Happy Hump Day. Wow, do we have a, a jam-packed show for you today. And uh, very excited about a guest coming up a little bit later on in the program. Noel Roberts is a member of the Take Our Border Back Southern Border Convoy. And uh, right now we've got a convoy of truckers and other patriots heading to the Texas border uh, they're going to be holding rallies um, starting in January, well, January 29th. Uh, they're going to be holding rallies all along the border from uh, California, Yuma, Arizona, and uh, Eagle Pass, Texas. And uh, we're going to be talking to the organizers of that just in just a little while. Also, we're going to be taking your calls as uh, well. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Today, celebrating our great radio stations in Salem, Oregon, radio station KYKN, and also our great affiliate in Portland, Maine, WLOB. Uh, we just uh, love all of our great uh, listeners in those areas, and uh, we're going to be saluting all of our great affiliates uh uh, this month here on the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Well, look, um, I will say this. Congratulations are in order uh, to Nikki Haley, who is the winner of the Democrat primary there in North Carolina or in, in New Hampshire. Uh, Nikki Haley getting 70% of the independent and Democrat vote in yesterday's primary in New Hampshire. Uh, Nikki Haley getting, uh, wow, thousands, tens of thousands more votes than Joe Biden got in the, uh, Democrat, in the, in, on the Democrat side. Uh, the bad news for Nikki Haley is she is not running as a Democrat, allegedly. Certainly when you look at her policies, when you look at the people that are supporting her, it's very clear that, uh, that Nikki Haley has more in common with the Democrats uh, than she does with her own party. But the good news is that Donald Trump made history last night, winning more Republican votes than any other Republican in the history of the primary system. President Trump winning 70% of the Republican vote. 
and that is a big, big deal. But the reality is, and a lot of people don't want to talk about this, what happened last night is you had the you had the political establishment going after Donald Trump. And how did they do it? It was pretty sleazy. Uh, the Boston Globe actually spilled the beans in an editorial, a staff editorial, when they told all the independent voters in New Hampshire to stage an Operation Chaos. And so... While Trump won by, I don't know what the, I haven't checked the latest numbers, but it looks to be about 11, 12%. Those numbers are actually far higher. I mean, when you break it down, it's more like Trump got 65 to 70% of the vote last night when you take out the Operation Chaos voters. But Todd, those are independent voters, and we're going to have to have independent voters if we're going to win in November. Well, yeah, we do need independent voters, but that wasn't the point of what they were doing last night. What we need are the Republican voters. And this is my concern, everybody, is that we are going to have establishment Republicans try to sabotage Donald Trump in the general election. That is a concern. Well, we don't like him. He's a big meanie, that Donald Trump. His tweets are really upsetting, and he's just a big meanie. And so we're going to take our money and we're going to go support Nikki Haley. Well, okay, you can do that. But at the end of the day, that's going to that's going to reelect Joe Biden. That's what's going to happen. Oh, remind me to tell you about the vice presidential chaos over on the Democrat side in a moment. But I'm just telling you that the establishment Republicans are going to try and sabotage. We're not sabotaging. We're saving America from a meanie, a big meanie. By the way, may I just say something here before? I I don't want to get too far off of New Hampshire. But can we talk about Ron DeSantis? What a jerk. What a jerk. This guy is, he's out there and he's, um, I knew something was up when he did not come out and endorse Donald Trump on the stage with Donald Trump. I knew something was up. So DeSantis goes out there, and if you go back, and we did this on yesterday's show, everybody was talking about, oh, what a a nice boy he is. That Ron DeSantis, what a nice boy. Such a statesman going out there and endorsing Trump. Mm, Such a good boy. Well, he's not a good boy. Because when you go back and you listen to what he said, he was basically, it was a backhanded compliment. Well, he's not as senile as Joe Biden is. Okay. And so then he goes on a um, uh, this uh, podcast, radio show. I don't know what it is. Anyway, DeSantis, um, he's, he's, still, he's still going after Trump on the whole China virus stuff. This guy is just a jerk. Cut for him. One of the frustrating things with the campaign was I was the only one that wanted to talk about this. Uh, No one else wanted to talk about COVID. I think there was one question of in all the debates that brought up that brought up COVID. I had to inject it into different debates, whether it's Fauci, whether it's accountability, you name it. But this was one of the biggest events in our life. Uh, And yet we had we had one candidate who was president at the start of it. And when he get interviewed, no one would even ask him questions Mm -hmm. about it. Uh, And so I think what we're doing is is important. Uh, I think that it it potentially can can lead to some some reform. Uh, 
but one of the, you know, the, 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 the regrets I have about kind of what, how 24 is turning out is I don't see at the federal level there being any avenue for COVID accountability. I think that, you know, you're going to have two major candidates that just that just want to pretend like everything was hunky dory. And, and I know in both of those presidents made serious, serious mistakes. And here's the thing. It's not about using it for fodder in a political campaign. It's about ensuring that this never happens to our country ever again. I'm the better guy, and nobody wanted to listen to me, but I'm going to support Donald Trump, but he's a bad man, and he I'm better than he is, but nobody wanted to listen to me. I had my hand raised, and nobody called on me. Well, maybe you should have worn some bigger boots, sir. I don't, maybe they couldn't see you. You go, Todd. That's not very nice. All right, you be quiet, establishment Republicans. You're just like the orange. You're just like orange Jesus. That's who. I'm telling you, that's how these people are. It's terrible. These are very bad people, ladies and gentlemen. And so Donald Trump is going. Look, it is going to be an all hands on deck to get Donald Trump elected in November, because what they're trying to do now, and this is so devious they're trying to drain the bank accounts that's what they're doing every single dollar that nikki haley spends out there is one less dollar going to defeating the democrats and you look at look at ron DeSantis, and by the way trump is such a gracious man he said well we're retiring the desantimonious uh, nickname and we're you know he said nice things about ron last night and i it's it's uh it's really unfortunate that that the establishment is behaving like this. But they're sore losers. And my concern is we're going to get to the general election and there won't be any money left. Now, look, there's a dirty little secret about the state Republican parties. I'm fortunate I live in Tennessee and our Republican Party at the state level is under great leadership. And we're doing well. But there are a lot of state conventions out there that are struggling. A lot of state conventions don't even have any money in the bank. As a matter of fact, the RNC is is really in dire straits financially right now, which is why Rhonda McDaniel came out yesterday and uh, said, "Hey, she's got to she's got to go." And there's look, she is on the hot seat because Rhonda Romney McDaniel is responsible for the lack of voter registration and the lack of fundraising. Cut number 12. Looking at the math and the path going forward, and I don't see it for Nikki Haley. I think she's run a great campaign, but I do think there is a message that's coming out from the voters, which is very clear. We need to unite around our eventual nominee, which is going to be Donald Trump, and we need to make sure we beat Joe Biden. It is 10 months away till the November election, and we can't wait any longer to put our foot on the gas to beat the worst president, to beat a president that's kept our borders open, allowed fentanyl to pour through, allowed inflation to, to go rampant. He is hurting the American people, and we need to do everything we can to unite so that we can defeat him. All right, there you go. That was uh, that was uh, Ronna Romney McDaniel. And, and it is time for Nikki Haley to drop out. Uh, look, there's going to be what we call in the southern states a good old-fashioned butt-thumping and the South Carolina primary. And I I don't you know, is Nikki Haley really putting it all on the line? Is she willing to be embarrassed in her own state? I'm telling you folks and and we'll open up the phone lines here. 
But my concern, and I think this is a, a grave concern, is that the establishment Republicans are going to try and sabotage Trump every step along the way. And if that's the case, and God forbid the Democrats win in November, that will be the end of the Republican Party, period. I will. I can promise you this. I'll never give another dime to the Republican Party if they do this to Trump. And I think we need to send that message right now to nip this in the bud. Nip it in the bud. That's what I say. All right, we're going to open up the phone lines here, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Before we go to break, uh, this is your Joe Biden word salad of the day. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. I went to a church at God College, and I can't even interpret that. I'm not sure what tongue that is. All right, got to take a break. We'll be right back. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304 and start investing today. Take a look at the numbers. Among Trump voters, 70% of them, according to our exit polls, are registered Republicans. Donald Trump, his support, 27% of his voters are registered undeclared or independents. Uh, 3% were unregistered before today. Look at how that compares with Nikki Haley. It's a complete reversal. It's an alternate universe. Among Haley voters, 70% are registered undeclared. Only 27% are registered Republicans. All right. Uh, there you go, folks. Uh, again, even CNN, the most profane name in news, coming out and acknowledging what everybody has been saying, that yesterday's vote... The exit polling shows that that a majority of the voters in the Republican primary were not, in fact, Republicans. Cut 14. We asked folks coming into the polls, do you identify as a Republican? Do you identify as a, a Democrat or do you identify as an independent? And here's what we found in this exit poll so far. And I think this jumps right out at you. A minority of voters in this first wave of the exit poll in the Republican primary identify as Republicans. A majority, 53%, identify as either independents, 45%, or, and this is a high number historically, 8% identify as Democrats. For some context here, in 2016, the last competitive Republican primary, presidential primary in New Hampshire, 
the electorate was 55% Republican. It was 42% independent, and it was 3% Democratic. Mm. So in this initial wave, you're seeing some significant differences from 2016. And and so there you go. And this was all part of an, eff- of an effort to embarrass President Trump and to take out President Trump. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It did not work. It's like um, President Trump is the roadrunner and the establishment Republicans are Wiley Coyote. And today they have great big lumps on their head where the, the giant anvil, the acne anvil just dropped on their heads. <clears throat> Excuse me. Telephone number 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to Jackson, Tennessee. Robert is listening to us today. Hi, Robert. What's on your mind? Well, I'd like to make a quick pro-Trump statement and a reason why we need to put him back. Maybe this was a hand of God to skip a, 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 a turn, but I think Trump... One of his greatest accomplishments, he appointed several Supreme Court justices that are constitutional-type conservatives. And I think in the next four years, whoever is in that office is going to have to replace Justice Thomas, maybe maybe one more. They're aging. And if we ever needed Trump, we sure don't need a, a Hillary Clinton-type that's going to put... Uh, these liberal people that think the Constitution is not a set-in-stone thing. And Trump, one of his greatest things, I think, at least he put people in there who read the Constitution literally. The same way I read my Bible, it's literally. And so that's. I think it is. this is Trump's time to lose it, and uh, I hope he wins. I'm going to vote for him regardless. Well, I I am as well. Uh, he got my vote uh, the first two go arounds. He's gonna he's gonna get it this time as well, Robert. And look, the challenge with the Supreme Court picks, and and we saw that sometimes they don't work out so well. You had Justice Roberts and Justice uh, Barrett siding with the Biden administration on the border situation. Um, this is the way it goes with the Republican presidents. Um, inevitably, the Republican nominees get a little squirrely. And so it's kind of a cramp shoot. What are you going to do? But so far, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch have, have done a terrific job, and they have been the conservative justices, the constitutionalist that we thought they were going to be. But, Robert, that's a great point, and, and you're right. Uh, the Supreme Court is, is vital. Robert, just think about this. If Hillary Clinton would have won in 2016, we would have had a supermajority of liberals on that court right now. Everything we value is, as Christians and gun owners and so forth. You know, we've lost. We would have lost it by there. Uh, yes, sir. You're absolutely. We came that close, Robert. You're absolutely right, Robert. Thank you for uh, listening to us today, and we appreciate you and all of our great listeners uh, there in WTJS land in Western Tennessee. Here's President Trump. Cut number nine. And just a little note to Nikki. She's not going to win. But if she did, she would be under investigation by those people in 15 minutes. And I could tell you five reasons why already. Not big reasons, a little stuff that she doesn't want to talk about. But she will be under investigation within minutes. And so would Ron have been. But he decided to get out. He decided to get out. 
Now, Vivek, I don't think, would be at all because he's perfect, right? And Tim Scott, I know, would never. That's no chance. Well, he's look, uh, he had Ramaswamy come up and uh, say a few words. It was funny. Trump was like, 60 seconds, Vivek, 60 seconds. Just say what you're going to say. It's not about you, Vivek. And he did a great job. And by the way, so did Senator Tim Scott. Uh, that was a very polite up yours to uh, Nikki Haley. Of course, Senator Scott, the senator, junior senator from South Carolina, appointed by her, by the way. All right, got to take a break. 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillow sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. time i hear this bumper music i i feel like we should be in a field drinking glass bottles of coca-cola and swaying together arm in arm uh, welcome back to the todd Stearns radio program all right that was a little tmi uh good to have you with us today everybody you know i want to get to this story now because we are going to be so slammed uh we've got some great guests coming up and by the way uh, we are going to be talking to the one of the organizers of the Take Our Border Back Southern Border Convoy um, a little bit later on in the program. Uh, and also our good buddy, Pastor Jack Hibbs, uh, has a brand new book out and uh, looking forward to, to chatting with him about that. But um, I'm a huge radio nerd. Any, any of you folks out there radio nerds? And I remember as a kid, my uh, grandfather gave me Pawpaw Starns uh, got me a transistor radio. Actually, it was his transistor radio. And uh, I used to listen to that thing all the time. And at night, it was really cool as a kid to, um, to, to scan the dial, to really turn the dial to other radio stations. And you would pick up, you know, stations, even in, like in Memphis, you could hear WLW out of, um, out of uh, Cincinnati or WWL in New Orleans, uh, WSB in, in Atlanta. By the way, WSB, the call letters, coolest call letters out there. Welcome South, brother. That's what WSB stands for. Uh, KWAM, K-W-A-M in Memphis stands for actually We Are Memphis. So there you go. It's always fun to get the, get the history. Uh, the radio station that I bought, KWAM, celebrating, uh, we're in year 76 now. But this radio station started only because a bunch of businessmen wanted to be able to hear Arkansas Razorback football in um, in Arkansas and in Memphis. 
and the station started out it was it became the first integrated radio station in the mid-south and a, a little kid who was um, living on um, believe it or not a plant they they still call them plantations but it was a farm over in mississippi uh work in the fields and working um work in the farm his family and he would listen to kwam at the time it was blues and it was uh, country western what an odd combo and uh, this guy uh when he when he turned 18 became a younger man came to memphis and immediately went to uh, kwam and tried to get a job and at the time they would play music on on the radio that's what they would do um johnny cash for example had a radio show on kwam and one of his early singles he actually recorded in the studio dylan you could have you could have recorded johnny cash just missed him just missed the guy uh ike turner before he became you know tina's husband and well we all know how that turned out uh ike turner was a dj elvis presley had his very first um appearance on the radio on kwam as a teenage as a teenage boy but then there was this kid who came out of mississippi he'd been listening to kwam out on the farm and uh, he got his first break on the radio station back then it was known as kwem they changed the letter i think in the 60s and that young man brought his guitar with him the guitar didn't have a name but later in life he actually named that guitar lucille bb king got his start on kwam uh, right here in memphis tennessee and now we're a news talk radio station but it's a this terrific history uh, those of you who are wrestling fans, Jerry the King Lawler was a DJ at KWM until he got fired. He wanted to play his own music. So so there you go. A great, great history. So um, Paul Harvey, I grew up uh, listening to Paul Harvey. And as a matter of fact, if you hear my daily commentaries as an homage to Paul Harvey, we start every single one of our commentaries with the phrase, hello, Americans, just like Paul Harvey used to do. And now you know the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say. But, um, you know, Ludlow Porch in Georgia. I used to love listening to, to Ludlow Porch. Uh, you folks there in the Atlanta area, there's a great guy, Kim Peterson, You might uh, the Kimmer. He's still on the radio, by the way, one of the best radio talk show hosts in the country right now. Just a, some, some, There's a wealth of, of radio talent. And one of the other guys that I, I used to listen to, was uh, Charles Osgood and the Osgood Files. And I I was really inspired probably more so by Paul Harvey and Charles Osgood than anyone else when I started doing my daily radio commentaries at, at Fox. So Charles Osgood uh, passed away. Uh, he had dementia, 91 years old. His I was really surprised that the, the, the passing, and he passed away yesterday, has not gotten as much coverage as I thought it would. But Radio still matters in this nation, and radio is an important thing. Radio is never going to go away. As long as people are driving in their cars, as long as as people want to listen to music and they want to listen to talk radio, they're going to have they're going to have radio. Well, what about the podcast? Uh, what about the podcast? Well, podcasts are great, and we've got a lot of people that listen to our podcast. Hundreds of thousands of you listen to our podcast every day. We love the podcast. 
But you know what you can't do with a podcast? You can't call up the host and give him the what for on the radio. You can't do that, right? What was it last week, Dylan? We had like five callers. Call me. They were very upset with me. And we let them on the air because that's what we do here. And when Dylan gets irritated with me, he'll put through a bad caller. So to chew me out on the air. But we love that. There's this personal connection and maybe you maybe uh, we've got a lot of we have a lot of radio nerds that that listen to this show and maybe you can explain why radio still matters to you but it does there is a personal connection with radio that you cannot get with any other form of broadcasting you just can't you can't do it you can't even replicate even larry king larry king was a was a very successful radio host out of Miami. Then he got hired by CNN, and Larry King came the closest of anybody to replicating that on his CNN show when uh, CNN was still okay. And Larry would actually take calls from viewers. And it was the most fascinating thing because you never know where the callers are going to go. But that's the closest I think it's we've come to that. I try to do that on our Newsmax show. Uh, when when we uh, when on our Newsmax TV show, I think we're the only folks that actually take calls, and I love it because you never know where the conversation's going to take you, and that's a great thing. So we're going to take your calls on that. Um, why does radio still matter in America? Nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. That's 901-260-5926. And look, I don't know what I don't know what Osgood's political affiliation was. I don't think you could really tell uh, in his commentaries. He may have been a liberal. I don't know. But he was a good storyteller. And that ultimately is it. You know, I try to tell all of our new Stanfords. I don't think I told Lydia this. So, Lydia, pay attention. So, here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you're a conservative or a liberal on the radio. It matters that you're entertaining. It matters that you can connect with your listeners, right? Um, I I was a huge fan of Alan Combs's old radio show, and Alan was a liberal, but he was a good guy. And and again, you can hang out with liberals. You can't hang out with leftists. They're communist, but liberals they're okay. They're wrongheaded, but they're nice people. Um, that being said. You just have to be your authentic self. I was talking to somebody last night there in the um, music business, and I said, do not let people change who you are. You be you. And if you're going to be you, you're going to be fine, and you're going to do very well. I want to play this, and then we're going to um, to take your calls. Very rarely do I say, good job, CBS News. But I thought they did a terrific job telling the story of Charles Osgood, uh, who was the former uh, host of Sunday Morning back when it was really good. Let's listen. Cut 16. Good morning. I'm Charles Osgood, and this is Sunday Morning. He was the admired yet approachable host of Sunday Morning for more than 22 years. The Osgood file. This is Charles Osgood. And that reassuring voice of CBS Radio's The Osgood File for nearly 46 Charles Osgood knew his was a storied life. Born Charles Osgood Wood in the Bronx, he grew up in Baltimore. He remembered it this way. In 1942, milk was delivered in bottles. 
The mail was delivered twice a day, and that boy named Charlie Wood had a paper route. In the 1950s, he served three years as the Army Band's announcer. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. He had a love of music. You are only as old as you feel. Want to see what Lucille is now able to do? Playful poetry. These are one-inch pine boards. Not just one board, but two. And especially time spent chewing the fat with the likes of Julia Child. Did you imagine that you were a natural for television when you first started doing that show? I'm a natural ham with them helps a lot. And many others. They come out fast, but I mean, it's a fast world. We have actors and artists, not just politicians. His beloved Sunday morning was the beneficiary of his passions. Our Sunday mornings are filled with such things. We have... Rehabs. I cannot think of anything that has given me more pleasure professionally than Sunday morning because, first of all, it feels great to be part of something that people love, and I know that they do. I've sung this song, but I'll sing it again. I knew I'd be leaving, but I didn't know when. He is survived by Jean, his wife of 50 years, their five children and six grandchildren, and all of us at CBS News. Been a long time. Charles Osgood was 91 years old. There you go. That is what a beautiful story. And for me, the, the, the coolest part of all of that, you know, Osgood never really talked much about his, his family, um, his wife of 50 years and his children and grandchildren. That is the legacy. But he also leaves a legacy on the radio of, of storytelling. And so many people that you hear on talk radio, they scream at you, they yell, it's all politics all the time. And I guess that's fine if that's what you like. But on this program, much like Rush Limbaugh, you know, Rush was a storyteller. He was an entertainer. You learned a lot, but you were entertained. It wasn't like you were being spoken at. It was a conversation. And we, we talk about this from the context of, of the South and, you know, the big front porches that we used to have as a kid growing up. And you'd sit on the front porch and you'd listen to the grownups talk and, and have a conversation and debate the issues laugh at the silly jokes, but radio is important to the health of this nation because radio gives, well, you know what? I want to, I want to hear from you. Uh, let's go to, let's go to William in North Carolina, WSIC. All right, William, you're on the air. William here, Todd. I hope you're doing well today. I just wanted to pass my condolences to you about Charles Osgood. Um, I know that you were influenced by him, and you couldn't ask for any better influencer. Him and Paul Harvey, those are good people. Rush Limbaugh as well. And you are taking the next step into the newer generation and filling in where they've left off. And all three of those men, Rush Limbaugh and Paul Harvey and now Charles Osgood, know the rest of the story. Well said, William, and I never had the opportunity to meet Paul Harvey or Charles Osgood. Uh, I never got a chance to meet Rush, believe it or not. Uh, his brother David has been my agent for a very long time and just a wonderful family. 
but you know it's it's amazing how those men can can really have an impact on you and and i hope there maybe may be a younger person out there listening to this radio show and maybe they can pick up a thing or two and and take us on into the next generation of radio william thank you for that and god bless you uh let's go to connor in boston uh listening to us on the kwam app so connor why is radio so important well, I'll tell you, radio is very important for a variety of reasons, but most importantly, this radio station and this radio show, I just have to tell you, is the best in, I'll go as far as to say the best in the world for wow. the ball. Thank you. I, I'll, I'll make that leap. But I'm going to tell you, it's important because, as you know, I got connected to you when I was an undergrad. And, you know, you when you have a small, locally-owned radio station or when you have somebody who's going to give you the real facts, you know, it can kind of, it helps you make your, it helps you understand the real story. Small local, like, r- like radio stations like yours, um, like here with QM, it's like you get to hear the real facts. You call balls and strikes. It's not like a clear channel owned where they're pushing um, some narrative or some political candidate like, like Nikki Haley or somebody else, you know. You're hearing the real facts. You're hearing the real story. And I'll tell you, as an undergrad, getting you know, with, with you, it's like that helped me so much. I'm learning, like, where I want to go with my political aspirate, you know, where I, who I want to vote for politically, um, because you don't hear that on the mainstream media. You don't hear that in universities, indoctrination centers, but you hear that from these small local radio stations or from, you know, political commentators such as yourself. You do a fantastic job, and I'm, I'm so grateful that I had a chance to, you know, get connected with you and, you know, listen to this amazing show and for Connor, it's, as many it, years as And what's amazing, we've never met. Uh, you called in. I remember back in our old Fox days, and uh, it was just a great conversation, and you become one of the regulars on the show, and, and we really appreciate that. And, and again, you're a millennial, a young guy, and uh, we really hope that more young people start listening to, to the show. Connor, you know how this goes. They're going to make me take a break here. So you got to get back to pestering the uh, the liberals there at Harvard. Will do, and everybody should buy a copy of Twilight Last Gleaming. I have two copies on pre-order. I love it. All right, Connor, thank you for that. Uh, we, uh, we love Connor from Boston. He drives around Harvard Square playing our radio show out of his uh, Tesla. I think that's brilliant. All right, why is radio still important, ladies and gentlemen? 901-260-5926. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. quick let's try to work in a call here uh bt is hanging out with us in memphis tennessee bluff city kwam our great affiliate bt you got about 60 seconds go for it sir hello bt 
Yes. What? All right. On the air? You are on the air, BT. Well, thank you, uh, sir, and I enjoy your show anyway. We don't agree a hundred percent, but I like you too. Well, thank you, BT. I appreciate that. Here's what I want to say. I don't think radio will ever die. Hoping that it doesn't. Now, you have so many varieties. You got uh, talk radio, controversial a lot of time. You got music. You got different personalities. You go, uh, you go and do it, Philip. Uh, you got, uh, in 1957, um, Art Gilliam purchased WLOK. And it started out with uh, R&B. Now they're all gospel. See, I, I scan my radio, and I love my radio, but there's something I hate to see happen. You probably did, too. You know my Radio Shack? We had two or three ten misses, man. I do miss Radio Shack. I used to I used to camp out there, and they had so much great stuff. And you're right, uh, BT. You know, the, the computer is going to cut us off. I hate computers. Uh, but BT, to your point, and we love Art Gilliam, locally owned, family owned radio station, WLOK. I believe the only black owned radio station in Memphis. And so we, um, we're, we're big friends and fans of what they're doing. BT, I know you and I don't agree, but we can still be friends. And that's what radio is all about, folks. Uh, hang tight. Hour two coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Happy to have you with us. Uh, All of our great radio listeners, uh, folks watching us on YouTube and Rumble and Facebook Live. Uh, welcome one and all. And uh, wow, you know, we we had a lot of people wanting to weigh in on on why radio still matters in, in America. And we're going to get to your calls um, in just a moment. But I, I want to bring in our good friend, and uh, she, she is our, our de facto national correspondent and one of the greatest radio broadcasters I know. And wherever I go, I tell people one of the best radio journalists of all time is our friend Robin Poffman, who has been in the business a long time. Uh, Robin on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. Robin, we were talking about Charles Osgood passing, and of course, one of the great radios, uh, radio hosts of all time. And uh, radio, I still think matters, and I think it's going to matter for a very long time. It is, Todd. Um, I'm in a place today where it's a little loud. I hope you can hear me. Can you hear me okay? Can you talk louder, Robin? Oh, you're <laughs> fine. You're fine. You're good. Okay. Um, so the bottom line is I think it does matter because it's a personal one-on-one. Uh, you and I have hosted radio shows. We've been newscasters. We've been news anchors. And the audience connects with the personality and with the voice. And it's a one-on-one experience. When you're doing television, um, you're not as attached as you are when you are listening to a radio broadcaster. It's a personal experience. No, I, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent there. And I always think about whenever we're doing a show or you know, I'm listening, you know, we were trying to find a good late night show. 
what's that program that's really going to connect with the guy on the overnight shift or the long haul trucker that's driving uh, through Memphis on I forty or I fifty five? You know, what is that? What show is going to connect with that that individual? So, you know, I think every second, every minute on radio matters. I, I do, and I'll tell you this: people listen to the radio. They want to come away from it, Todd, feeling full. They want to be able to grab a cup of coffee at the office, go to that water cooler, and be able to have facts and details that they didn't know uh, because they just, you know, now they're listening to your show and they're also being entertained. And that's really the nugget. And uh, in television, you don't get that. It's a, it's a much more distant experience. You know, people like a said newscaster for maybe the way they look or present themselves or a weatherman because they call out birthdays when you're 100 years old. But I think that the radio experience is totally different. You're in your car. You're in your house. Um, you have a connection with the person speaking, and you walk away learning something and also being entertained. And that's really the magic formula of radio. It's true. I mean, when you listen to me, I mean, you see me on TV, but when you hear me on the radio, I'm like, you know, I'm Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. But on TV, I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of like Drew Carey. You know what's interesting? Um, Megan Kelly is a great example of this. Um, you know, when she was on TV, you know, she looked good and she was attractive and she was a lawyer and she started out in Washington, D.C. and covering the Supreme Court and went on with her career at Fox News and then other places, I want to say NBC, etc. But on the radio, when I listen to her show on the radio... I have a different connection with her, and I saw her recently at one of the uh, debates, and I think she, as attractive as she is physically, I think that she does better radio than she does television because she makes a connection with her audience, and I think the same could be said uh, true about you and about myself, that while we have both done television our radio listeners are way loyal. I still have uh, listeners that listened to me back in the day when I was on in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, when the city was an absolute mess. And I'm being kind by using the word mess. It was the fourth world down there. Forget the third world. It was the fourth world. And people needed information, and I was there to give it to them and also entertain them. And many of those listeners have never forgotten it. No, I, I hear you. And, you know, Ben Dieter, who's a, a young kid. I mean, he's a kid. You know, he's a child. Uh, but, no, he's 25. But, you know, he's experiencing what you and I have gone through. You know, you take people through a breaking news situation, severe weather situation, and you build that bond with people. And, uh, he, you know, he'll send me a note. Hey, somebody just, you know, they, they hear him in a bar or a restaurant. He has that unique voice. And they're like, hey, wait a second. Aren't you that guy on the radio? Uh, you, you, you don't get that a lot uh, on, on the TV side. So it, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that sticks with you your whole life because I started in radio and TV simultaneously, and I did both. And they're very different mediums. You know, I always try to do TV on the radio and bring the listener the experience that my grandparents used to listen to the radio, you know, for soap operas and for entertainment and, you know, painting a picture with words. And it's kind of a lost art, Todd. So if you do that, it stands out with people. So that was like the whole beauty of radio back in the day before there was TV. 
And I think that people have lost sight of that. It's not just about you and I know those news reporters that just read from their scripts and think that they're doing a news report and they're, you know, they don't, they've lost sight of the fact that they're the eyes and ears of someone at an event in a parking lot, Trump stopping by what that's all like the actual bring them a TV picture to the radio is a very unique lost art. Robin Poffman is on our Patriot mobile newsmaker line today. And Robin, I want to shift gears and hang tight. We're going to get to your calls. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody's calling about Ludlow porch. I, I can't wait to have that, that chat, Robin, we have, we had the big primary last night. My headline is congratulations to Nikki Haley, winner of the Democrat primary in New Hampshire. Uh, what say you? Well, New Hampshire, for people that have never been there, is a place, you know, live free or die, a lot of independents. Um, conservatives in that state are few and far between. I mean, you know, you could pick them off on one hand, right? So, yeah, I agree with that analysis that, you know, she's the new head of the Democrat Party. She She's a rhino's rhino, Republican in name only. I am not a fan for a multitude of reasons. Um, but I will say this. The one thing I'm so glad that Trump won. But the one thing if I was, you know, Kelly, his Kellyanne Conway and um, I would say to him, Mr. President or Mr. Former President, Please stop talking about issues from the past and focus on your opponent, who is at this moment Joe Biden, and leave, ignore Nikki Haley like she's like an ant at your picnic, because she is. And I, I thought that the focus of his speech last night could have been way better, shorter, and more on point. And he needs to really uh, turn that around. I also think that Vivek Ramaswamy is the best cheerleader ever. For former President Trump, that guy is going to bring in all the young, unmotivated voters who are going to be motivated to come out because he's going to get the youth vote, Todd. No, no doubt about that. And I thought it was funny. You know, we had Vivek on the uh, on on the show yesterday, and it's hard to get a word in edgewise. So I thought it was funny that Trump said multiple times, 60 seconds, keep it to a minute. 60 seconds can you do it in 60 <laughs> and so i just couldn't help but laugh because it's ramaswamy what are you going to do yeah i i don't see him as vice president i see him in a chief of staff role or a white house spokesman role uh where he can you know blather on and on and uh it's good blather and i mean that in a oh, positive yeah, yeah. way uh, no, I'm with you on that, Robin. Um, I, I'm curious, though, and, and Trump clearly was irritated that, that Haley did not drop out. CNN reported that there were actual discussions on dropping out uh, last night, but then Haley came out and said, no, we're in this and we're moving forward. But I think you're right. Trump needs to stay focused on big picture, and he can't let Nikki Haley get under his skin. No, I mean, she's irritating enough. Um I also didn't like her dress just from a female perspective. I know that that sounds very superficial, but I didn't like the dress, didn't like what she said. I thought the speech was half written. Like I was watching it live and I'm thinking, okay, she's going to step down here and save herself from the embarrassment that will be South Carolina. And she didn't do it. And then like mid speech, she's like, I'm, you know, I'm sticking with it. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, 
why would you embarrass yourself in your own home state unless, and here's the unless, Todd, that she knows that some of these uh, left-wing kook donors, um, you know, from that side of the aisle are going to keep funding this nonsense. And she's maybe she's saying in it, you know, if God forbid, you know, Trump has some sort of health problem. But uh, even if we get to the convention over the summer, I, I don't think she's going to be VP or president ever. That That is my take on it. There, there's something going on because, you know, Tennessee has not been in play in decades. And I've been getting in my mail, I've been getting uh, pounded with the Nikki Haley flyers. So they're, they've got cash and they're thinking long game here. And I don't know, maybe they're counting on Trump, you know, being convicted, going to prison. But uh, if that happens, Trump wins in a landslide. Yeah, I mean, I think that all of these cases, especially the Georgia case, appears that it's going to go away. You have Fonnie Willis involved in an alleged affair with the guy she hired, a lawyer. Totally incompetent for this. It doesn't have the credentials to be a special prosecutor in the Trump case. You know, clearly, um, according to, you know, all the documents that were unsealed, that they, the allegation is they were having an affair, traveling to Aruba, Royal Caribbean cruises, etc. Uh, you know, those delicious fruity, fruity drinks with the umbrellas in them must have been good, right? And uh, all I can say is, is that the Georgia case is going to go away. Uh, if, if it, it, at, a, at the very least, Todd, it's going to be on hold till after the election. They are running out of daylight on all of these bogus uh, court cases. That's the bottom line. Robin, I'm curious to get your take on this. A lot of exit polling uh, data. We saw this in Iowa with the entrance polls. Immigration, number one issue in Iowa. I I was surprised. Immigration, the number one issue in New Hampshire as well. When you throw in this, this loony Supreme Court ruling and Texas now in defiance, that they're putting up even more border fencing right now. Do you think this is going to be the dominant issue in the election? Yeah, not only a hundred percent do I think it, but I think it a thousand percent because people are starting to see the illegals everywhere. There's nowhere for them to sleep. Nowhere. We have no housing. We have no housing for our homeless and our homeless veterans, let alone for homeless illegal aliens. So the spillover is tremendous. And in New Hampshire, for again, for folks that may not in your listening area know New Hampshire, they're subject to the northern border and all the illegals and God knows who else terrorists sneaking in from our northern porous border that nobody ever talks about. And there's also tons of drugs and fentanyl overdoses going on in the state of New Hampshire. So this is number one for people because I'm telling you, it's got to be seven out of ten people up there know someone who has died, if not a friend or family member, from fentanyl in the state of New Hampshire. That the drugs coming in from Mexico via China and all of that nonsense and that chaos is all because of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And uh, by the way, folks, coming up in the next hour, we're going to be talking to uh, uh, the Take Our Border Back Southern Border Convoy. Uh, Robin, a huge convoy of trucks and regular folk um, heading to the border to hold rallies in California, Yuma, Arizona, and Eagle Pass, Texas. So this is only going to, I suspect, become even greater, a greater issue on the campaign trail. Yeah, and God forbid you have to go to an emergency room or an urgent care center down the street 
um, look around and see who you see in there and who has ID. And also, people are sick of spending between five and eight hundred dollars for airline tickets, and then you're sitting next to someone who is an illegal alien who's flying for free on the the time and dime of the U.S. government, which is our tax dollars. It's yeah. outrageous, and people get it. No, you're absolutely right. Robin, great intel. I got some bad news. Uh, I checked with uh, Glasscock, and he's not going to foot the bill for the Bellagio for the Nevada caucus. I'm I'm sorry. It's... Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I tried. I tried. It's... <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll get it together. We will, we will. All right, uh, Robin Poffman, ladies and gentlemen, great journalist. Robin, we love you. Have a great one. All right, you too. I'm going to check my points. <laughs> All right, get back to me. All right, there you go. I'm telling you, the guy, my CEO, he 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 um, holds the purse strings. He's cheap. What can I say? All right, uh, we got to take a break. We're going to the phone lines. When we come back, this is the Todd Starn Show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you with us today on our radio front porch. By the way, we sure could use your help. We need you to pre-order a copy of my new book. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? You're going to love this book, folks. Uh, it's It was a lot of fun to write. Uh, this week, next week, I'm going to be recording the audio version. Uh, but you can go to Amazon, wherever you buy your books, and to get yourself a copy. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Betty in Georgia wants to talk about Ludlow Porch. Hi, Betty. How are you today? Oh, I am wonderful. And when when you mentioned, wait a minute, I'm getting, uh, oh, he was a wonderful person. And when you mentioned his name, I knew you had to have known him personally. Uh, he, he was just great his program and his listeners and he he named his listeners the wackos and we all had a wacko name those of us who called in and my name was burnt mountain betty and no doubt i will be getting some calls from my wacko family i love this ludlow passed on uh, we have kept in touch, and I have all of this wonderful uh, expanded family because of Ludlow. So I just had to call you, and thank you for remembering him. Betty, I am so glad you did that, and I have every single one of Ludlow's books, and of course his lovely wife, uh, Miss Diane, uh, passed a long time ago. But they had the restaurant, um, and the uh, he was always talking about that meatloaf, and it was actually a pretty darn good meatloaf. But here's the thing, Betty, you've got to call back because. But the next time you call back, you've got to be Burnt Mountain Betty. You just can't be Betty from Georgia, okay? Oh, I know. I was afraid that might scare them off and not want to put me on, thinking I was some loony. <laughs> not no, Betty. You're not a loony. You're just a wacko. That's. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right and i have this wacko family with and um you know i turned out to for whatever reason uh to be one of the more better known callers i love ludlow. it all right burnt mountain betty uh on from ludlow porch the old fun seekers network now a part of our front porch 
And Betty, we, we've got, I know we've got a lot of wackos listening. And so that's it. We'll start doing, from now on, Lydia, it's Burnt Mountain Betty. All right, Betty, we got to run. Uh, hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back. I'm calling an audible thanks to a burnt mountain Betty who just called in from Georgia. And so here's the deal, folks. When you when you call into the program, we will accept nicknames. So if you've got you gotta keep it family friendly. We don't wanna <laughs> Or maybe you get like but let's go to Butt Ugly Dylan in, you know, uh, Mississippi, I guess we can. Wow. Oh, sorry about that, Dylan. That wouldn't no. be my first choice. My <laughs> lovely lydia from no we can't do that. that's good alliteration though uh so anyway you got to be clever and be creative about it but uh, i love it so a uh, burnt mountain betty thank you for that great idea as an homage to the old ludlow porch show all right should i should i introduce our next guest as chino hills jack i don't know uh he is on the patriot mobile newsmaker line one of the great pastors in america has a brand new book out called living in the days of deception how to discern truth from culture's lies. Talking about our good buddy, Pastor Jack Hibbs. Hey, Pastor, how are you today? Oh, Todd, I'm great. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm doing well, Pastor. You know, we've I know you guys have perfect weather in California, but we have been snowed and iced in. And Memphis, Tennessee, we don't do good with snow. Well, I tell you what, that's that's one of the reasons why God has called me out west as as he has. I'm a wimp about weather, so California works perfect for me. So you got it. I, I love it. Well, I know that it's, it's exciting to see you uh, out there engaging the culture, and it seems like every time I listen to a radio program or I uh, turn on the TV, there you are speaking truth to the culture. And, and I'm really excited about this new book and also the forward uh, written by former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Yeah, we're really blessed by that. Pompeo um, is is a friend. I met him quite a few years ago at the outset of Trump's uh, when Trump took office, and and Pompeo was there at the CIA, and just through a a series of meetings, had a chance to meet up with him. Turned out we wound up going to the same high school uh, area. And um, he's a so cowboy. I don't know if people realize that or not, but um, yeah, he was just honored, and I was honored. I mean, I was it was blown away that he would uh, take the time to read it. It was beautiful, Todd, because he said, "Don't don't send me a clip of it. Don't send me a few portions of it." He said, "I'm not going to endorse it until I read all of it." So that it means so much to me. But um, thank thank you for bringing him up like that. Well, he's he's a good man. I didn't realize he was uh, he was a, a California guy because you know he lives in uh, Wichita, Kansas, right? And uh, was a congressman yeah. there for a number of years, um, and uh, just a really good and decent guy. And it's interesting because uh, people are actually mentioning him as a possible running mate for for Donald Trump. I mean, the guy's just brilliant. Well, he's absolutely brilliant, and you know, Todd, you know this better than most is the fact that during Trump's presidency. Uh, there was never any drama with Pompeo. Uh, he led the CIA with character and integrity, and then he was promoted over to the State Department, where where Trump quickly picked up on Pompeo's uh, Christ- Judeo-Christian values. And I can tell you this by word of mouth uh, from him, 
where Trump turned to Pompeo and said, do what you know is the best thing to do for America in the world. And Pompeo told me that there was a time when Trump and he had not spoken for about five months because he was delighted with what Pompeo was doing. And um, I believe, Todd, that Pompeo, if Trump is elected again, I think Pompeo is going to have a very prominent place at the table no matter what position it is. Uh, well, I'm with you, and, and I hope that's the case because he is just uh, good people, as as we say. Uh, I want to jump yeah. into this incredible book you've written, and it's one of these for such a time as this book's Living in the Days the D-A-Z-E of deception. Mm -hmm. And you tackle a lot of the issues people really um, don't like to talk about, gender, marriage, and and the law. How does does all of this factor into the deception? Yeah, listen, people don't want to talk about it because they're uncomfortable about it. So the question begs, why are people uncomfortable about these topics? Well, it's because we're living them out right now. And so yeah, the the writing of the book, Todd, came out of a sermon series I did by the title, Living in the Days of Deception. And the beautiful people at Harvest House Publishing said, hey, can we buy the title from you of your, of your series of sermons? We would like to buy the title from you because we want to make it into a book. And they said, well, that's great. Yeah, sure. And then they came back and said, would you like to just write the book? And so it took about a year and a half and just deliberately took on the issues that make us uncomfortable so we could bring a biblical worldview answer. And I think, Todd, a lot of people who are not familiar with the Bible or even the existence of God, if they pick it up and read it, they're going to realize that they're actually living in a fog right now. They're living in almost a stunned state of logic and reason. Thus, the title changed for days, D-A-Y-S to D-A-Z-E. There seems to be this almost sensation that we've been smacked upside the head. There's stars going around our noggin, you know, where we don't know what to do next. And so identifying deception and then what to do about it in your marriage, in your culture, in politics, in your church. Uh, So, yep, we're excited about it, Todd. It's been well-received. We cannot believe it's pre-order success. Uh, has just blown us away, which tells you what? It tells you that people are sensing deception, they they need answers, and we, we pray that this will help point them in the right direction. There's an interesting um, theme through this book about uh, the shift, and I think what you call the world's moral foundation, and I think it ties into this idea of right being wrong and wrong being right. Absolute truth has been thrown out the window uh, how does all of this this play in the culture? Yeah, isn't it amazing? You're you're actually quoting uh, Isaiah the prophet, mentioning that in the last days, when when men have when people when a culture has no leaders, every man does right in his own eyes, and the outcome of that, Todd, is calling good evil and evil good, light for dark, dark for light, because people will make up. And they will defend their situational ethics. That's what's happening. I feel this, thus it's my truth. And this is what you must accept and honor. And man has no authority or ability to make up truth. All truth belongs to God. What man does without God is redefine truth or redefine love or redefine government. 
whatever it might be. If man doesn't want God in his thinking, the one man does is he turns around and uses a new dictionary. And so it hopefully brings us back to what I pray, Todd, I know you do too, is that if God is going to revive the church in America uh, and then thus affect the culture, it's got to happen in pulpits first, and it's got to happen in local churches first. So if we wake up out of the days, if we really put on our big boy and big girl boots and, and live out our Christianity in a very, very practical way, then I think that there's hope for America and there's hope for the culture. I, I'm excited to hear this, and I, I, I'm a hopeful person. And, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, I've got a book coming out in March, uh, which yes. you have been so kind to write the introduction for, um, or rather write an endorsement for. And, and again, I, it is, you know, can America be saved? I believe America can be saved, but first, Americans have to get saved, Pastor Jack. And I think that's ultimately the, the goal here of, of your book and the, and the solution to a lot of the problems we're facing. Well, it's actually, isn't it great, Todd? Here we are uh, basically, you know, a, a continent apart, but the Holy Spirit has led us to write two separate books that actually have the same conclusion, that the answer is among God's people just doing the right thing. And a lot of people don't realize, and, and I'm afraid that ch- pastors don't realize the incredible value of what the church is. I know everybody's got church hurt, and this church that, and this church the other. Hey, wait a minute. Jesus loves his church, and the Holy Spirit wants to empower us. And if 12 guys can turn the world right side up, then imagine if churches across the United States took what you're writing and what I'm writing, and and of course what the Bible has declared preeminently. If we just obeyed God, I think God would move like, like we've never seen him move, Todd. I really believe it. So, so what's the takeaway here, um, Pastor Jack? You've got a lot of people listening to you around the country uh, you you say this is a high stakes battle for for every Christian. What's the takeaway? What can what can you give us right now? I know the book's coming out in February, and we want people to pre order it. But what's a, what's something they can a truth nugget they can take home today? Yeah, the truth nugget is this: your life is not your own. You probably have friends, family. You probably have a child, a grandchild. The hour of being a spectator Christian is over. You've got to get in the fight and do what is right. From as simple as voting a biblical worldview, maybe God is calling you to get involved in school board, find out what's going on in the PTA, help out in your local community. But Christianity is anything but a spectator faith. It is an active faith. And take take an evaluation of your life and ask yourself, if you didn't show up to church next week, would anybody miss you? If you didn't show up to praise and worship God, would anybody miss you? The point is this. I want all of you to be involved in a church that that actually needs your witness for Jesus. And why? Because that would be serving God. And when we do the right thing and serve in the Lord, God moves. So the takeaway is we've got a generation to bring back to Christ. Mm, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, folks, again, the book, Living in the Days of Deception, How to Discern Truths or Truth from Culture's Lies, and you can pre-order it wherever you buy your books. Pastor Jack, congratulations. Uh, we just uh, love the great work in the ministry that you guys are doing there uh, in Southern California. God bless you, Todd, as always. All right. Uh, there you go, folks. Get a copy of this book. 
and read this book. It is uh, absolutely phenomenal, and uh, this is something that I think every Christian needs to read before we go and vote on, on Election Day, right? We can't put our faith, we can't put our hope and our trust in political parties. We have to put our hope and our faith and our trust in Almighty God. And if we do that, then things are going to turn out okay. It doesn't mean we're not going to go through any difficult days, right? But you know what? Sometimes elections have consequences. And we saw that with Joe Biden ushering in the dark winter across America, delivering on a major campaign promise. But again, if we really want to be hopeful people, as uh, as I write in my book, Twilight's Last Gleaming, if we really want to save America, Americans have to be saved. You've got to have a relationship with God. We've got to do that. All right, before we go to break, poor Jim from North Carolina has been holding on for a while, listening to us on WSIC, and he wanted to say something about Paul Harvey. Jim, good to have you with us. Oh, it's great to be here, Todd. You're the greatest. You and Rush. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that uh, <laughs> uh, Paul Harvey did a stand, uh, not a stand-up, but a, a, a show on If I Were the Devil very many years ago, and it so fits today, and this generation needs to hear this kind of thing. Um, your last segment on God was was just great with that with that pastor. Um, uh, and I called you about uh, five, six months ago, and we spoke about uh, uh, John MacArthur when he spoke of uh, when God abandons a nation, which I wanted to, you know, uh, people to kind of tune into. That was the, one of the greatest things I ever heard, why this nation's in the trouble it's in. And uh, John MacArthur, you know, <clears throat> did a show, When God Abandons a Nation. Anyone can see it online. But Paul Harvey did one of the greatest things so many years ago, and it fits today. Uh, this generation needs to hear this kind of thing. If you can play this segment, it's not very long. If you should maybe hear it before you put it on the air, I think you would be uh, very glad you did. It's, it's a wonderful segment. I don't know if you've heard it or not. Jim, I have, and it is, it's a powerful segment. And, and what I found fascinating, he originally recorded that, I believe, back in the 1960s. Uh, and it is so relevant today. We'll try to find, we'll try to find that Paul Harvey, uh, audio, um, if I were the devil. And, uh, we'll, we'll try to play that for you. Yeah. I believe that you and Rush were a standard that God uses for this, for this nation today. And I <clears throat> bid you Godspeed to keep going, never stop. Well, God bless you, Jim. Thank you for saying that. And by the way, all of you Statesville, North Carolina listeners, uh, we're going to be bringing our book tour uh, to your town. Uh, Grace Baker's working diligently, and so we're going to share all of that information. Uh, we're going to be in Moorhead City and New Bern and Statesville, Hendersonville. We're going to be all over North Carolina. Uh, so uh, we're uh, we'll, hopefully we'll be able to meet in person, Jim. God bless you, and thank you for listening. Folks, got to take a break. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. May I tell you about our friends over at Newsmax? They have launched Newsmax Plus, just an incredible streaming service. You'll be able to watch Eric Bowling and Greta Van Susteren and so many others. They have great movies and documentaries. And over 180,000 people have already signed up, and I want you to sign up as well. Newsmax Plus, you can watch it on your home TV or your phone app. You can also watch all of the Donald Trump rallies exclusively on Newsmax Plus. Here's how it works. 
you get a free trial membership as a as a listener of the Todd Starn show. So all you have to do is go to newsmaxplus.com. That's newsmaxplus.com and you'll be able to get your free trial and join millions of other Americans who are watching Newsmax. So I love this idea from Burnt Mountain Betty. She says, Todd, and Betty was a part of the Wackos. Uh, those were the regular callers to the old Ludlow Porch radio show. If you, if you don't know who Ludlow is, Google him or look on Amazon for his books. He's he, just a great writer as well. So here's the deal. If you call into the show and you've got a nickname, it's got to be clever nickname. We will use that as your name. So that's the new that's the new rule. We're call, I'm calling an audible here. This item from the New York Post. If you think it was bad now, I mean, look, we've, what, a couple of days ago, you had the wheel falling off the Delta Airlines plane and bouncing down the runway. You had the uh, the, the airplane that was missing lug nuts uh, on the wing. Uh, you had the Alaska Airlines uh, flight where the entire wall panel blew out, nearly sucked people out of the airplane. But now, this story from the New York Post the headline, Excessively Farting Passenger Forces American Airlines Flight to Turn Around. This is terrible. Um, an American Airlines plane was reportedly forced to return to the gate due to high wind. Oh, that's clever. Apparently, the flatulent flyer unfolded with a uh, unfolded during a recent flight from Phoenix, Arizona to Austin. I'm surprised it wasn't D.C. You know, they have a, a really good chili dog joint right there at the airport. But let's get real. You don't want to you don't you don't want to be on an airline flight with somebody who just downed a couple of you know, half smokes with extra chili and onions. Be unfortunate. Anyway, uh, passengers say that the guy was um, possibly drunk and uh, incredibly uh, smelly. He uh, proceeded to pass gas throughout the flight, and a lot of people were, I I guess, I mean, it was horrible. Uh, One flight attendant intervened and told the uh, guy, Sir, please stop passing gas. Oh, my. Anyway, um, the pilot returned uh, returned to the airport. I hope they've at least passed out some Febreze. Heck, after that, I would have worn a mask. All right, hang tight, everybody. Hour three of the big show coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starks. Uh, yes. Hello, everybody. That is me, yours truly. Uh, welcome to the program. Hope you're doing great today, everybody. Uh, we have a lot going on this hour of the program. Uh, coming up in uh, just a little while, we're going to be talking to Noel Roberts, who is with the uh, an incredible group called Take Our Border Back, a southern border convoy. 
And uh, at this very um, hour, I guess people are starting to mobilize for this uh, big event. They're going to be holding rallies in uh, San Ysidro, California, Yuma, Arizona, and Eagle Pass, Texas, which has sort of become ground zero for this uh, border controversy. Uh, TakeOurBorderBack.com is the website. That's TakeOurBorderBack.com if you'd like information on how to join the convoy. And uh, you, you know what we got to do, Dylan? Uh, Dylan, Dylan, uh, I need you to find a song for us. All right, uh, the Convoy song. It's called Convoy. So be, it's one of my favorite songs, that and Eastbound and Down. That's another great one. Uh, thank you, Jerry Reed. So our telephone number, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to weigh in, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Now, here's the deal. We're starting something new. Um, one of the great radio hosts of all time, Ludlow Porch, used to uh, have a group of regular callers he called the Wackos. And uh, one of his Wackos called in Burnt Mountain Betty. So if you've got a nickname, we're going to we're going to start throwing in nicknames now. It won't just be Joe from LJ. It'll be Barbecue Joe from LJ. I don't know. We'll come up with something. But anyway, be clever and be creative. Again, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. Now, a, a couple of interesting uh, stories this hour that we're going to be talking about, one of them involving a plot to take out our good friend, uh, Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake running for the U.S. Senate. There is a secret recording. It's over five minutes, and I'm not going to play the whole thing for you, uh, but you can. Um, it's on our social media pages, and you can check it out for yourself. But there was an effort to bribe Carrie Lake to drop out of the U.S. Senate race in Arizona. As a matter of fact, um, it was the threat was so great that the chairman of the RNC there in um, I'm pardon, pardon me the chairman of the Republican Party in Arizona uh, was the one who was secretly recorded, and this individual said that he was actually in fear of his own life if he went forward if he came out and um, acknowledged that Carrie Lake was being bribed to, to drop out of the race. Look, I, I'm not surprised this kind of stuff goes on, ladies and gentlemen. It is a cutthroat, ruthless business in politics these days. And it's been that way since politics started. So I'm not sure why we are all that surprised. But the reality is we're dealing with very bad actors here. And we saw all of that play out in New Hampshire last night when Nikki Haley won the Democrat primary. Donald Trump got 70% of the Republican vote last night. But the problem was you had a majority of independents that were engaged in Operation Chaos. And Operation Chaos gave Nikki Haley more numbers than she should have had. Nikki Haley actually lost, actually lost the primary by a far larger margin. But she did so because every Democrat who was allowed to, who was able, who switched over, and we understand about 6,000 Democrats switched over, uh, all of those folks were responsible for giving Nikki Haley respectable numbers. Without the independent votes, without the Democrat votes, Nikki Haley would have been destroyed last night. So kudos to Haley for at least winning the Democrat primary 
But ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to call myself a gun-toting, Bible-clinging son of a Baptist. I am a deplorable American. And I've told you this, it was over a year ago that I came out and publicly endorsed Donald Trump. The moment he announced he was running for the White House again, he had my support. And the reason why is very simple. This man delivered on just about everything he promised, and I respect that, and I appreciate that. In the meantime, uh, we've got a situation that is developing at our border, and it is incredibly dangerous. Now, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and we've got this information up on our website, toddsterns.com, the Texas Department of Public Safety uh, is now saying that they have instructed their uh, National Guard to erect more border fencing, more razor wire, more barriers, so that they're not taking it down. And keep in mind, the Supreme Court said that the Biden administration had the right to take down the razor wire. The Supreme Court did not say to Texas, you cannot erect border uh, border wire. You, They didn't say that. So the question now becomes, what happens when the Border Patrol agents actually step in and try to take down that razor wire? Will the governor of Texas order those agents to be arrested? What would you recommend that the governor do? So what I'm, what I'm trying to explain to you folks is that we are reaching a crisis point. I, honestly, we're already there. We are at a crisis point at the border. So what happens next when there, there will be some sort of a, of a confrontation between the government's border agents and the Texas National Guard? Now, I don't know about you, but I'm standing alongside Texas here because they have a responsibility under their constitution to protect their borders. And if the federal government's not going to do its job, then the states have to step in. I mean, it really is that simple. All right, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. Let's go to California. Marty is watching us on our simulcast on Newsmax 2. Hi, Marty. What's on your mind? How are you doing? I just want to uh, chime in on the importance of our border being controlled and the laws that we are that are already in place applied. Um, without that, without the border being properly controlled, nothing inside our country is going to matter up in Congress. It's just going to eventually, um, our country is eventually going to uh, be something totally different. So, I mean, it's important to just, uh, apply those laws. And, uh, you know, we are a country of immigrants, all welcome, but we have to control it. Our, you know, our system cannot bear the amount, and it's only fair. So I just want to, uh, you know. You Marty, know, I'm with that. you. Marty, I'm with you. Look, I am pro-immigration, but I am pro-legal immigration. And the the forgotten people in all of this are the men and women who are trying to come to this country legally. You know, they have applied. They're working through the process. Now, that that's that side of the immigration issue needs to be reformed. Uh, it looks, you know, in my estimation, people are. It's taking too many years for these people to get to America, and I think there there certainly have to be some ways that we can fix that. But that's the issue: is legal immigration, Marty? Yes, and 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 uh, I think uh, you know Donald Trump is the one to do that. I I think Carrie Lake should be a part of this too. If uh, if she's going to be a VP, that would be awesome too. I mean, it, this is this is a very important to uh, the, the, to our constitution. So, 
Absolutely. Marty, appreciate that call, and thank you for watching Newsmax 2. Again, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. Coming up, we're going to be talking to a councilman from Naperville, Illinois. His name is Josh McBroom, and uh, this guy is uh, quite the character. Now, a lot of people thought that Mr. McBroom was uh, some sort of a of a raging leftist, but I, he, he was a little tongue-in-cheek at the council meeting the other day. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. Cut 15. I do know that there's a lot of people that do care, and I, I think we live in a compassionate community. Um, so, you know, before we go down the road of, you know, doing what, you know, following suit on some of these other cities are taking action on, um, you know, my, my idea would be let's, let's find out. Let's find out who's willing to help, you know. So, you know, we do hear from constituents on both sides of this. What are we going to do to preemptively stop this? And then we hear from people that tell us we should do more. So, you know, we do have a a very affluent community, a lot of big homes. And um, what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet. So, you know, for individuals that would be willing to house migrant families. Um... And if there's people that would do that, God bless them. Um, so if we could raise, raise awareness in that way, um, I think we need to find out. I think we need to find out who would be willing to house migrant families. And uh, so that, that would be my new business. I'm, I'd be looking for you know, support from, from the dais. Any questions, discussion, happy to have that. I love this idea. Naperville, a very liberal community and home to a lot of very wealthy people. And they, he's the councilman says, hey, look, you got these big houses. Why don't you folks sign up? We'll have a sheet out there and uh, you can volunteer to house illegals in your own home. I, <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, got to take a break here, folks. Full lines right now. So keep trying. If you're getting a busy signal, this is the Todd Starden Show. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Uh, Welcome to all of our Newsmax viewers out there, and hope you guys are doing well, too. So I want to bring into the conversation a a great American who is very clever, and I think a lot of people did not appreciate the nuance and uh, what he was proposing there in Naperville, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. I want to go to our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and say hello to Councilman Josh McBroom, Councilman, hope you're doing good today. Hi, thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. Very clever, Mr. Councilman. Very clever uh, what you were suggesting. And I'm curious to, to get the reaction. Uh, what what are folks saying there? Well, I, I think that my uh, deadpan delivery might have been too good. And um, the progressives, and I know my community, there's a lot of them here. I mean, we... They, they advertise it in their yard with their, you know, hate us, no home signs. And um, they've been pretty quiet about it. They, they, I don't think they want any part of this. It's the um, hard right. And a lot of them just missed it. And I, I think, you know, I, I know my community. I, I'm not going to get up and mock people. And I don't think that that's how you do this either. I, 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 that's my message to a lot of people. Hey, you need to speak their language. All right. And, and in my community, uh, 
uh, Biden won by 20 percentage points. Uh, I mean, we are a deep, deep blue, affluent suburb. Um, this is what people voted for. They voted for open borders. They advertise it in their front lawn with a sign that says no human is illegal. And, and I'm not going to mock them. If those are your virtues, okay, we heard it. This is what you voted for. And, you know, we got thousands, thousands of these people being bussed in the Chicagoland area, and Chicago can't handle it. And there's pressure on the suburbs. And there's people asking us, what are we going to do? Well, I'm not going to support using any public dollars, okay? I, I'm not going to use other people's money to, to house or, or aid um, these, these individuals that are coming into the country, which, by the way, I have sympathy for. I don't think there's anything humane about what we're seeing. I mean, we, we are seeing, like, little kids come to train stations in the middle of winter without a coat on. So my, my, my solution is, hey, we heard you. We know what you voted for. You're the compassionate set. Prove your virtue. Here's a sign-up sheet. There's a lot of big homes uh, uh, and, 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 and you know, a lot of affluent individuals who support this policy. Here's a sheet. So, Councilman, taking a migrant family. So, Councilman, I, I love this. I mean, I th- and I think you're right to call them out. Uh, here on this radio program, we don't call them progressives or leftists or wackadoodles. We call them communists. Uh, because at their heart, that's what they are. I mean, we're not dealing with liberals here. I think you can you know, you can agree to disagree with a liberal, and uh, they're still going to be patriots. But I don't think these people are patriots. And I, I'm curious to know from you, sir, you you had the sign-up sheet. That had, did anybody raise their hand and said, yes, I will take in an illegal alien family? Well, I don't think the actual sign-up sheet's going to materialize. I, I just don't think that... <laughs> You know, the city staff and the other council members have the appetite. It's become a national thing, and they kind of just want it to go away. But, but no, it's interesting. You know, we, we, haven't ha- we didn't have – I don't think we've had a single person that said, hey, wh- where's the sign-up sheet? Where can I sign up? You know, what, not, not, not a single one. Nobody's contacted me. And a lot of people thought that, you know, I, I was very sincere, and I was. Like, hey, nobody's, nobody's contacted me. So, I mean, that's kind of the point. And it's, it's disappointing that a, a lot of the conservative base – missed it i get it we 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 live in a a clickbait world and and they see this guy in this blue area saying hey how's migrants but if you watch the words um you'll see and and unfortunately their their outrage against me is kind of letting these people off the hook they're looking and they're saying see his his base didn't get it and and you know so but i think people are you know one by one um you know people are kind of getting it and uh I've got, I got people all over the country calling me about it, so the message is getting out. Well, I, I think it's very clever, and you've got uh, millions of people watching you right now on Newsmax and listening to you on the radio, and uh, I, I, think we, I think everybody understands they get it. They, they get it, and it, I think you're yeah. right to do this. Um, we, we saw what happened to Martha's Vineyard when the illegals showed up right. there, and, man, they could not get them out of town fast enough. I kind of figured they would right. hire them to be their maids and, you know, do the lawn work and everything. You know how these Martha Vineyard type people are. But, <laughs> right. But, I, I, lo- I, I, I loved, I don't know if love's the right word, but, you know, you saw Martha's Vineyard, like, here, it this is it. Like, you got, you know, for people that in Naperville, they're like, right, what, what if a bunch of people sign up? No one's signing up. You don't get it. No one wants this in their neighborhood. We've already seen it happen. They don't want it in their neighborhood. Are you, are you a Democrat, Republican uh, councilman? I, I'm, a, I'm a Republican. You are a Republican. So here's my take mm-hmm, on this, mm-hmm. uh, Councilman. I think what we need to have are the Republicans 
in mass showing up in places like Naperville, showing up in places like Chicago's South Side and saying there is a better way here and you know we mm-hmm. can fix this. The Democrats have, have failed you, but the Republicans have a plan and here it is. I, I would love to see something like that happen. Yeah, I, you put them, put it right in their lap. I mean, that's what you, I think you got to do. And I, I tend to do that with any topic. You know, in our town, you know, they talk about affordable housing or low-income housing. You, you don't fight these people. You tell them they're not doing enough. That, that's a great idea. Why don't we put a high-rise Section 8 right downtown in our downtown and, they, you know, right by your neighborhood. And, and I, I think that's, it's a better way to go. Hey, great. You're not doing enough. You should do more. Well, House okay. some illegals. Councilman, I love it. Uh, we're, we're coming up on a break here, but I appreciate you coming on, and uh, it's a great thing you're you're doing here, and you're calling out. You're rightly calling out these people for the hypocrisy, uh, which is what this is. So we, we wish you nothing but the very best. Thank you, Councilman. I appreciate you, you letting me get my message out. Thank you. All right, there you go. Councilman Josh McBroom, everybody, uh, on the City Council of Naperville. Yeah, a lot of the, people were sending me this. And like, you're not going to believe what this councilman wants to do. It's a little, it's not even tongue in cheek. He's actually calling out the liberals. Again, Biden won his community by 20 points. So these are radical lefties in this town. Again, oops, my bad, communist. They've got a community of communists and they don't want to house the illegals. Good for you, Councilman McBroom. All right, got to take a break here, folks. Hang tight. We're getting to your phone calls and a lot of you wanting to weigh in. Again, our telephone number at 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stark. Well, Breaker 1-9, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, Big Ben? Come on. Uh, yeah, 10-4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown. Come on. Yeah, that's a big 10-4 there, Big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a convoy. I love this song. It was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is heading for Bear on I-10, about a mile out of Shaky Town. I says, Pig Pen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. Ain't she a beautiful sight? Come on, sing it, America. There you go. Welcome back to the Todd Storms Radio Show. Breaker, breaker, this is the hot toddy coming at you. All right, that's a little TMI. I got caught up in the moment. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, good to have you back with us. And uh, nothing better than the old convoy song. And we've got a convoy to tell you about. And this convoy is taking back America. I'm talking about the Take Our Border Back Southern Border Convoy. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line is Noel Roberts, the Arizona team member, and good to have you with us today. Hey, thanks for having me today. Really appreciate it. And Noel, please tell me that you guys are going to be playing the convoy song as you're driving along our southern border. 
So yeah, we we have queued up that convoy song. It's definitely going to be probably a part of the action along the way, as well as we're actually having some other uh, up and coming um, artists that are going to be joining us. Lady No Grady out of is going to be in California heading to uh, to the Yuma site in that convoy and uh, Whiskey Town too. You can find them both online. He's going to be joining the San Ysidro Rally the morning of February 3rd for a couple hours there until they get in their cars at noon and all drive over to join us at the Yuma location. Noel, so it's going to be a great day. It's going to be tremendous. And let's talk about this. Again, folks, the website, takeourborderback.com. We've got the link on our live show blog at, at our website. Uh, when does all of this start and where does it start? So I want to first direct everyone to the website. It's takeourborderback.com. Everything is on the website except specific address details, which will be added closer to the event. You can find a calendar of events. And from the East Coast, what's happening is on January 29th, it begins in Virginia Beach, going to Jacksonville. There you have several stops between January 29th all the way through February 2nd, going through Jacksonville to Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge to Dripping Springs, Texas, and then Dripping Springs, they'll be wrapping that area with a small rally. And then also on February 2nd, that continues on to Eagle Pass from Dripping Springs, where they're going to have the big rally on February 3rd, along with San Ysidro and Yuma. That's a, a triple rally on February 3rd in three states. And then from the San Ysidro side, it's rally in the morning for two hours, convoy to Yuma on February 3rd, where we're going to rally all day in Yuma. We have seven acres out there, so bring your campers and your trailers. And we've got hotels now on the website. You can find some information if you want to stay over and come with your fellow Americans, have your voices heard to shout out the most important national security issues and dangers of our nation today for the last three years at our southern border states where we all happen to live. And that's what we're doing, shining the light there. It, this is so vitally important. And, Noel, I've, I've been down to the border um, in, in uh, Arizona, New Mexico, and, and Texas, and it's unacceptable that our fellow citizens have to live uh, in fear of illegals coming out of their property, um, the uh, coming and, and doing horrible things to people. A lot of residents I talk to, Noel, in Arizona actually go to bed with a shotgun right by their, their bedside because they, they're, they, they wake up every day and there are illegals on their property. Well, you know, Arizona's open carry state, so I think a lot of us feel fairly protected, but I live two hours from the border, and I live in the country outside of Phoenix for a reason, and the crime that we have seen increase in the last two years with, they have the gangs now, and they travel to the outskirts of town, and they have these car rings, and we have the problems out in the country um, on acreage, just like they do in the city, maybe not as much, but it is pervasive throughout the states. We also have gang members that go into the grade school and middle schools in South Phoenix, and they actually infiltrate. They put these kids who come through the border, um, and they belong to the cartels, make no mistake. They're not going to nice foster homes. And they take them, put them in the schools, and they recruit our, our kids into their MS-13 gangs and some of the lower socioeconomically, you know, challenged areas of our cities. So that's happening right now. And our sex trafficking, by the way, number one state for that is Arizona because of our open border. And we have got to tell our elected officials 
we're not okay with this. We're not okay for our kids and their kids. And we've got to get all eyes on our southern border, not today, not February 3rd, all through the year until they do something specifically to close it down and put the safety of us first. So so let's talk about this convoy, Noel. It's not just for truckers. This is for open for every American. If you got a car, motorcycle, motorhome, is that right? 100%. 100%. We're going to have some big rigs coming out on the east from the east coast. We've got some beautiful, beautiful uh, buses that are wrapped. You'll see them heading out and then also from California. And But everybody, whoever wants to participate across America, this is a, a rally for fellow Americans to gather together, to meet your neighbors, to know who you can rely on, to have a networking system, to bring your voices to one and two and three locations in California, Texas, and Arizona on those days on February. Third, have your voices heard. Most importantly, peacefully and lawfully is our number one goal. We are working with local law enforcement. We are not some rogue group of people. We are just citizens in America who live on near the border who want to get our voices and use our First Amendment properly and lawfully and peacefully, honestly. So those are really important factors of what we're trying to accomplish. Engaging in your constitutional rights, uh, Noel, and, and you're right, uh, it is a peaceful assembly, uh, and folks, that's who we are uh, as, as American citizens and conservatives. So again, uh, takeourborderback.com is the website. Would love for you to go and get information there, and, and let's just have a massive outpouring of support uh, I know that the uh, the good people who live in the border states will be so encouraged by seeing their fellow citizens, fellow countrymen uh, from around the nation there. Noel, we appreciate – yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say real quick, guys, on the website, lots of pages to see. If you can't be there, if you can't join us, we do have a Give, Send, Go. It's givesendgo.com forward slash take our border back. It's not free. We are paying out of our pocket, the six of us who decided this was important. But we do need your help. And if you want to be a sponsor and you have a business or an organization, $500 gets you on our sponsor page with a live link for people to go to your organization or your business page. We could use your help. And also you'll find lots of other information, including hotel information that we just added. So please use the website and find what you need and join us on February 3rd at the three rally sites. All right. Noel Roberts, everybody, uh, takeourborderback.com. Noel, thank you very much. All right. As promised, I want to get some calls in here. You guys have been waiting patiently. Let's start our day in Florida. Richard is watching us on Newsmax 2. Uh, Richard, I understand uh, that uh, you want to weigh in on what's happening at the border. Yes, I am aware of what's happening at the border. I am a Marine. I'm a combat Marine. I served in Desert Storm, and I'm all behind Governor Abbott. I think I know he has every right to do what he's doing and the people of Texas. I just believe that if the Border Patrol tries to take the uh, Constantina wire down, I think personally, that they should be met with force from uh, Governor Abbott. Um, This has to stop. We have to remember that the Democrat Party is not an American party. They are communists. We have to stop using the word democracy. This is a constitutional republic that we live in. This border border crisis is uh, uh, totally out of control. Totally. And something needs to be done about it. Um, and if nothing else works, sometimes violence is the violence is the cause for the good. You know, I mean, that's just my opinion, and I'm a firm believer in that. 
Um, well, I believe, we, Richard, I believe in the rule of law, and, and I believe in the Constitution. And I can tell you right now that the federal government is not living up to its responsibilities under the Constitution. And as a result of that, the states have an obligation and a right to defend their borders. And that's that's what's happening right now in Texas. And I'm with you. I stand alongside Governor Abbott and everything he is doing right now. We certainly hope and pray it does not come to that. But at the end of the day, the state of Texas has a right to defend her borders against an invading horde of illegals. Richard, I appreciate that call, and thank you for serving our great nation as a, as a Marine. Uh, let's go to Justin in Oregon. Hi, Justin. You are on the air. How's it going? All right, Justin. What You're on the air. What, can, what What's on your mind? I just want to endorse Trump, man. Um, I'm 24 years old, and I am a Trump voter. Uh, I do not agree with what's going on with the border. We have family members who went in, came into America the right way, and it's like skipping the line, you know. And with all the fentanyl that's coming in, it's just ridiculous. I've heard stats about every 11 seconds or something. I mean, it's just ridiculous, and it's really well, sad. Well, it, Justin, on, it's but. it's horribly sad, and I appreciate your call. Thank you for for watching today. Uh, the fentanyl crisis is something that a lot of people are not talking about. Uh, but when you look at what the cartels are doing and uh, the kinds of, of people and things that are coming across that border, folks, uh, it'll put the fear of the Lord in you. All right, we've got to take a quick break here. Again, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. So we crashed the gate doing 98. I says, let them truckers roll 10 4. You know, they just don't make songs like that anymore. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. And again, takeourborderback.com is the website for the big convoy heading towards the border states. There will be rallies in California, Arizona, and Texas, uh, the one in Texas at Eagle Pass. All right, let's uh, get back to uh, some of the phone uh, calls here. Let's uh, go to Kurt in Michigan watching us on Newsmax 2. Hi, Kurt. What's on your mind? Uh, good afternoon. I, I just wanted to give you a heads up. I'll try to be quick on a video. It didn't run on Newsmax, but it ran on Real America's uh, Voice. And uh, it's just emblematic of what you see. You had the stats on the Democrats that voted for Nikki Haley. And they interviewed this guy. It was an exit interview. And they they uh, they asked him, who'd you vote for, Nikki Haley? What party are you from? I'm a Democrat. And if Nikki Haley ran against uh, uh, Joe Biden in November for the general, who would you vote for? Biden. It was just, uh, you know, like I said, it's emblematic of what you said. As a matter of fact, Kurt, we've got some of that audio. Uh, Let's play cut number three, please. Nikki Haley. And why did you vote for Nikki Haley? Uh, It's a vote against Trump. Uh, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the uh, elections than it would be Trump and her. Do you consider yourself generally independent, Republican, or Democrat? Uh, Democrat. So when you undeclared... You voted for Nikki Haley. If it was Nikki Haley against Joe Biden in a general election, who are you voting for? Joe Biden. So, Kurt, to your point, uh, this was all meant to hurt Donald Trump, and I don't think they accomplished that mission yesterday. 
I, I don't think so either. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I did I want to comment on DP choices real quick. Uh, I actually called in the other day, and he graciously accepted my call, and the uh, uh, I suggested that, you know, Donald Trump uh, should pick a woman. I'm not, I'll back off of that. I think there's an absolute wealth uh, of VP candidates. I think he's going to have a tough choice. But I did want to <clears throat> mention real quick, Ron DeSantis would not be a bad pick for the VP spot. And I think he's certainly a, generally a very <clears throat> respected and uh, certainly conservative Republican. And <clears throat> he's got to realize Donald Trump cannot, President Trump cannot be in office more than one more term. At the end of that term, He's the VP, and how many VPs have succeeded to the presidency, uh, you know, after running on the bottom of the ticket? And so I think I would be very open-minded to a Ron DeSantis as a VP pick. Well, it's an interesting thought, uh, Kurt. I I think that Ron DeSantis needs an attitude adjustment right now. He's uh, coming across as a sore loser, and there's a reason why he was not on that stage last night in New Hampshire along with other uh, Republicans who had dropped out of the race, Ramaswamy and uh, Tim Scott. So uh, maybe, I, I look, I, I think DeSantis needs to rehab his image after that disaster. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But, Kurt, I really appreciate that call. Uh, let's go to Idaho. Myron is hanging out with us today. Hi, Myron. What's on your mind? Well, the border crisis to uh, start off with there. Um I think if Governor Abbott would get a hold of uh, uh, the sheriffs who are elected law enforcement officers who actually outrank the Border Patrol as far as for their counties, if have them arrest all these turnarounds, once they get the uh, BDP takes them and turns them loose, they could arrest them and put them in a place where they could fly them back to Mexico or Honduras or whatever. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, and, and I think if, if if at any place in America that would happen, it would be in Texas. Um, but it, if we're not careful here, Myron, the Biden administration could plunge this nation into a very, very dangerous time. The, the people of Texas are not going to stand for this sort of lawlessness at the border. Well, I don't blame them. They don't need to because he's violating the Tenth Amendment. They're uh, forcibly causing uh an invasion, they're aiding and abetting an invasion of our country, and that's treason. And every one of them, from Obama and all the others that are behind this crap, they all ought to be arrested for treason. That's my take. All right. Well, Myron, I appreciate you uh, phoning in, and thanks for being a part of the program today. We greatly appreciate that. By the way, folks, I want to direct your attention over to our website. We have so many new listeners from all over the country and we would love for you to check out some free resources. Uh, there are no strings attached here. Uh, you can get our free podcast all three hours of the radio show. Also, you can, and by the way, I would encourage you to go back to yesterday's podcast and listen to the Ted Cruz interview. That was, I have never seen Senator Cruz so fired up as he was yesterday on this program. It was remarkable. But you can also uh, get our free newsletter and we have noticed an uptick in the um, in the crackdown on social content, especially when it comes to Donald Trump. Uh, that's happening over on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and believe it or not, even Twitter. It's um, a lot of conservatives are really alarmed 
at the the shadow banning that's happening again on Twitter. So one of the things that we did, and I I did this many years ago, uh, I launched a newsletter for conservatives and its original content. Uh, We send it out. We also have a breaking news newsletter that you can sign up for. Um, But our newsletter comes out once a day, uh, 7 o'clock every morning Eastern time. And I would urge you to sign up for that so you can stay in the know and up to speed on what's what's going on around the country. All right, folks, it has been a great day. We still have a TV show ahead of us coming up next on Newsmax 2. Uh, you can watch online at Newsmax's YouTube or Facebook pages, and we'd love for you to be a, a part of that conversation as well. All right, folks, you get out there, have a great day, and be good, America. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 